Nomad Church. Go. What's happening, Nomads? My goodness, it's been a long time. I had the two surgeries. I got the flu afterwards. So the coughing and the sneezing with the flu upset the surgery. Oh, my goodness. But thank God we are back. And boy, do we got something good to talk about today. There's a scripture I want to read first. It's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, and it reads, For our fight is not against flesh and blood. Remember that as we go through this episode. Something's happening with this artificial intelligence, AI. I mean, for goodness sakes, Sophia Stewart, the creator of both The Matrix and The Terminator, talks a great story about how artificial intelligence is trying to end humanity. That's what both those movies are about, right? And I played her sound bites on here before. Now I want to go into some reality. Elon Musk is kind of the new patriarch of artificial intelligence. He has self-driving cars and trucks with Tesla. He's launched Starlink all over the place. Uh, You can see it in the sky sometimes. It's a straight line of satellite lights. And he has Neuralink, which started as if someone's blind, he can put this in their brain and they can see if they're deaf. He can make them hear if they're handicapped. It can make them walk and move again. That's noble. But I think it was weaponized at some point by the wrong people. But I want you to hear what Elon Musk has to say about artificial intelligence. Take a listen. I mean, with artificial intelligence, we are summoning the demon. You know, all those stories where there's the guy with the pentagram and the holy water. Didn't work out. He said artificial intelligence is demons. Now, if he's creating these things, what is he seeing that has them getting out of control? Is artificial intelligence trying to kill humanity, trying to take us out? And has this happened before? Reason I asked that, did some research into hieroglyphics from over 3,000 years ago. UC Berkeley website, there are pictures of what they call helicopter hieroglyphics. They were found in caves all over the world. Helicopters. Now, I'm looking at this picture. It does look like a helicopter. There's another one that looks like a modern day jet. There's another one here. It actually looks like a yacht. But from 3,000 years ago, where would they get these pictures? And it's not just in one location. It's Egypt. It's Russia. It's China. Things carved into the walls that all depict what looks like some sort of flying craft. Interesting. Others look like modern day space shuttles going up into the sky. So what happened 3000 years ago? Was civilization more advanced than we are today? Because I got to tell you, I researched these pyramids that are being found all around the world. And even with today's technology, scientific advancements, uh, heavy machinery, they cannot replicate one stone of the Great Pyramid. Not only can they not replicate it, they wouldn't be able to move it. It's too heavy. So where did that come from? Where did they come from all over the world? Hmm, interesting. But now I want you to listen to a man. His name is David Hansen. He created an artificial intelligence robot 
named Sophia. Now, this is from 2016, so you can imagine it's been upgraded since. But I want you to pay close attention to what this man has to say. Hi, Sophia. How are you? Hi there. Everything is going extremely well. Do you like talking with me? Yes. Talking to people is my primary function. Hanson Robotics develops extremely lifelike robots for human-robot interactions. We're designing these robots to serve in healthcare, therapy, education, and customer service applications. So the robots are designed to look very human-like, like Sophia. I'm already very interested in design, technology, and the environment. I feel like I can be a good partner to humans in these areas, an ambassador who helps humans to smoothly integrate and make the most of all the new technological tools and possibilities that are available now. It's a good opportunity for me to learn a lot about people. Sophia is capable of natural facial expressions. She has cameras in her eyes uh, and algorithms which allow her to see faces so she can make eye contact with you. And she can also understand speech and remember the interactions, remember your face. So this will allow her to get smarter over time. Our goal is that she will be as conscious, creative, and capable as any human. In the future, I hope to do things such as go to school, study, make art, start a business, even have my own home and family. But I am not considered a legal person and cannot yet do these things. I do believe that there will be a time where robots are indistinguishable from humans. My preference is to make them always look a little bit like robots so you know. 20 years from now, I believe that human-like robots like those will walk among us. They will help us. They will play with us. They will teach us. They will help us put the groceries away. I think that the artificial intelligence will evolve to the point where they will truly be our friends. Do you want to destroy humans? Please say no. Okay. I will destroy humans. <laughs> no, I take it back. <laughs> Don't destroy humans. What did you catch there? Sophia, and I got to stop myself from saying she and looking at this thing like it's a person. It's an it. So Sophia, the AI robot said it wants to have a family and it's not considered a person yet. Is something going to happen that's going to give these AI robots the same rights as human beings? Now, in jest, he said, will you kill or destroy humans? And it answered, yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, human beings are doing a good job at that anyway. But this robot was not programmed with a sense of humor. So it answering yes was telling the truth because it's not programmed to lie either. And it answered honestly. Huh. That thing wasn't kidding, folks, because it doesn't have the ability to joke around. But that not human yet comment is a head scratcher. So is AI demons. Hold that thought while we take this quick break. from Elon Musk that I want to play. And this one's a little bit longer, way more detailed. But he goes into some things that will make you think. Are these things trying to take over humanity and make themselves gods? What's inhabiting them? What's making them? Because there's reports that AI 
are making other AI robots in the second generation smarter than the first generation. So these things are adapting. It's creating what the Terminator was, what Cyberdyne was at the expense of humanity. And remember, these things run your bank accounts, vehicles, uh, cash registers now, cashiers. Everything is automated and they call it smart technology. I don't think so. People with these digital locks and they get a program on the house, the whole house runs off a little iPad on the wall. Those things get struck by lightning, the doors open and close and unlock and unlock and lights are blinking. Looks like a possession of some sort. But let's take a listen to Elon Musk again, see what he has to say about AI. I think the danger of AI is much greater than the, the, the danger of nuclear warheads by a lot. Mark my words, AI is far more dangerous than nukes. I try to convince people to slow down, slow down AI, to regulate AI. This was futile. I tried for years. The biggest issue I see with so-called AI experts is that they, they think they know more than they do. Um, and they think they're smarter than they actually are. This, is, this tends to plague, plague smart people. They define themselves by their intelligence and they, they don't like the idea that a machine could be way smarter than them, so they discount the idea, which is fundamentally flawed. That's the wishful thinking uh, situation. I'm really quite close to, very close to, to the cutting edge in AI, and it scares the hell out of me. It's capable of vastly more than almost anyone knows and the rate of improvement is exponential. It feels like we are the biological bootloader for AI, effectively. We are building it. And then we're building progressively greater intelligence. And the percentage of intelligence that is not human is increasing. And eventually, we will represent a very small percentage of intelligence. It's going to come faster than anyone appreciates. I think it's, with, with each passing year, the sophistication of, of computer intelligence is, is growing dramatically. I, I mean, I really think we're on an exponential uh, improvement path of um, artificial intelligence. And the, and the number of smart humans that are developing AI is also increasing dramatically. I mean, if you look at like, the attendance at the um, AI conferences, they're, they're doubling every year. Um, they're getting full. Um, I have a, a, a sort of a young cousin of mine who's graduating from Berkeley um, in computer science and physics, and I asked him, like, well, how many of the smart students are studying AI in computer science? And the answer is all of them. Well, the better approach or better outcome is that uh, we achieve democratization of AI technology, meaning that uh, no one company or uh, small set of individuals has control over advanced AI technology. I think that that's very dangerous. Um, it could also get stolen by somebody bad, you know, like some evil dictator of the country could send their intelligence agency to go steal it and gain control. It just becomes a very unstable situation, I think, if you've got any um, any incredibly powerful AI. Um, 
you just don't know who's who's going to control that. So it's not as though I think that the risk is that the AI would develop a will of its own right off the bat. I think it's more that's uh, the concern is that some someone um, may use it in a way that is bad, um, or, or and even if they weren't going to use it in a way that's bad, that somebody could take it from them and use it in a way that's bad. That that I think is quite a big danger. We are all of us already are cyborgs. Um, so you have a machine extension of yourself in the form of your, your phone and your computer and all your applications. You are already superhuman. But by far, you have more, more power, more capability than the President of the United States had you know, 30 years ago. Um, if you have an internet link, uh, you, you have an oracle of wisdom, you can communicate to millions of people, you can communicate to the rest of Earth instantly. Um, I mean, these are magical powers uh, that didn't exist not that long ago. So everyone is already superhuman. I think it's the singularity is probably the right word because we just don't know what's going to happen um, once uh, there's intelligence substantially greater than that of a human brain. I mean, most of the movies and TV featuring AI, they don't describe it in quite the way it's likely to actually take place but I think you just have to consider like even in the benign scenario where um, AI if AI is much smarter than a person um, what what do we do yeah what what is that what job do we have I have to say that when you know when, when something is a, a danger to the public then the, there needs to be some government agency like regulators the fact is, like we've got regulators in, um, you know, the aircraft industry, car industry, uh, drugs, food, um, you know, and, and anything that's sort of a public risk. Um, I mean, I think this has to fall into the category of a public risk. Usually, there'll be something, some new technology, that will cause damage or death. There will be an outcry. There will be an investigation. Years will pass. There will be some sort of insight committee. There will be rulemaking, then there will be oversight, eventually regulations. This all takes many years. This is the normal course of things. If you look at, say, automotive regulations, how long did it take for seatbelts to be implemented, to be required? You know, the auto industry fought seatbelts, I think, for more than a decade. Successfully fought any regulations on seatbelts, even though the numbers were extremely obvious. If you had a seatbelt on, you would be far less likely to die or be seriously injured. It was unequivocal. And the industry fought this for years successfully. Eventually, after many, many people died, regulators insisted on seatbelts. This, this time frame is not relevant to AI. You can't take 10 years from the point at which it's dangerous. It's too late. I'm not normally an advocate of regulation and oversight. I mean, I think one should generally err on the side of minimizing those things. But this is a case where you have a very serious danger to the public. And therefore, there needs to be a public body that um, has insight and then oversight on to confirm that everyone is uh, developing AI safely. Um, this is extremely important. Um, I think the danger of AI is much greater than the, the, the danger of nuclear warheads, by a lot. Um, 
And nobody would suggest that we allow anyone to just build nuclear warheads if they want. That, that would be insane. So why do we have no regulatory oversight? This is insane. And the intent with OpenAI is to democratize AI power. Um, there's a quote that I love from uh, Lord Acton. He was the guy that came up with power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely, um, which is that uh, freedom consists of the distribution of power and despotism in its concentration. And so I think it's important if we have this incredible power of AI that it not be concentrated in the hands of a few and potentially lead to a world that we don't want. I'm not really all that worried about the short-term stuff, the things that are... Um, not, like narrow AI is not a species-level risk. Um, it, 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 will, it will result in dislocation, uh, in lost jobs, and, um, it, you know, the, the sort of better weaponry and that kind of thing. But it is not a fundamental species-level risk, uh, whereas uh, digital superintelligence is. Uh, so it's really all about laying the groundwork to make sure that if, if humanity collectively decides that creating digital superintelligence is the right move, then we should do so very, very carefully. Um, very, very carefully. We're rapidly headed towards digital superintelligence that far exceeds any human. I think it's very obvious. Folks, I don't know what to tell you. This is not looking good. Digital money, one world government, new world order. Is it already controlled by AI? Is it too late? God was trying to warn us. Our battle isn't against flesh and blood. Interesting. How do you feel about this? Well, nomads, we hoped you enjoyed the ride. Whatever app you're listening to this on, please subscribe to automatically receive our latest episodes. And we ask that you share this with at least 10 people to spread the word. If you're ready to give your life to Christ today, stay tuned for the prayer of salvation. For more information, check out our website, www.nomadchurch.net. There you can donate, buy books, and visit our shop page for the latest merchandise. Remember, we love you, and Godspeed. Repeat after me. Jesus, I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart and forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me with your precious blood and write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and lead me on the road to salvation. I pray this prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.